Welcome to Table Talk, a place for honest conversations and getting to meet friends. I'm Betsy Thompson, and I'm here today with Kyle Kroll. Thank you so much for coming to well, hang thanks out. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. It's going to be super fun. If this is your first time to watch or listen to Table Talk, we're super glad that you are joining us. This is a fun new thing that we are doing at Sagemont Church just to help us get to know each other and have some conversations about stuff going on here at the church, uh, God's Word, and really, y'all, getting to meet some friends. And so, Kyle, thank you so much for saying yes. No problem. Being willing to come hang out. So this first few times of Table Talk, I'm specifically having our pastor search team come and hang out because it's a huge responsibility here at the church. We're in transition. We are looking for the next man that God has for to lead Sagemont Church. And in that process, we have a pastor search team and the church voted on that team. And um, we want to make sure you get to know them, not just read the little five sure, sentence bio. bio. And so we're going to get to interact and talk with the whole search team. And Luke, you, I just called you Luke okay. because Luke was it's here not, last week. It's not the first time. <laughs> I'm sure. Right. Which is kind of funny because yes. y'all both kind of have the red hair thing yes, yes. a little bit. Similar in age. There yes, you go. Yes. Okay. If you didn't get to watch Luke, you can go back and watch Luke's interview and yes. discussion on Table Talk. So Kyle. I also like Chick-fil-A. So. See, <laughs> we do like yes, Chick-fil-A. Yes. We, we like Luke because he's a great guy, but also he Chick-fil-A. Yes. It's very good. But okay. So Kyle, thank you for being here. No problem. We're super excited. And, um, and I was thinking today, I was like, I've known you for a long time. You've been at Sageman a long time, but we've never sat down and I've never really gotten to hear your story or get to sure. know you. And that's the whole point of Table Talk is we know people, but we haven't made we haven't really heard their sure. story. So that's the first thing I'm going to ask you is just tell us a little bit about your family okay. and um, uh, then we'll go into your Sagemont story. Okay. Yep. Uh, so Kyle Kroll, I'm married to my wife, Becky Kroll. Um, she's also grew up here at Sagemont Church, yes. the Bertram family with wonderful and her people. parents. And then we have three children. I have a son, Bennett, who's in seventh grade. My daughter, Stella, is in fourth grade. And then I have a four-year-old, Nellie. So cute. Yes. I came, and I, y'all, I know I'm getting old when I say things like, I can't believe they're that old. I know. Me too. <laughs> Gray all, hair is coming to right, pass. We're all getting older, and I can't believe they're that old. I feel like y'all just had your sure. baby, and she's four. Yeah. So, which is amazing. And um, you do a lot at Bay Area. I do. Uh School, yes. Help and coach and stuff. What do you do with all that? So I work in orthopedics outside, and then um, uh, I guess when our son started Bay Area, my wife actually went there for um, her whole twelve years. Okay, I didn't and know that. That's my, cool. My dad and actually started the athletic uh, baseball program. Really? Yes. Back in the late seventies. Okay. So I grew up um, as a kid, um, going to football games, all that stuff. Cool. That was kind of my childhood. And then when I was five, he went to Friendswood ISD and then okay. was there. And so, um, yeah, so then we came back and then, uh, I was asked to, if I could coach baseball. So this is my sixth season finished so up fun. with that. And then I announced the football games on Friday night. Yes. So I try to stay involved. The voice with the, at the football the games. The voice of the Broncos. There yes. It's not great, but. No, uh, <laughs> he does a great, you do a great job. I've been there. It's good. I get to work with my dad because he helps spot and it's a good time just to be together with him That's and so do fun. stuff together like that. Was your dad a coach? He was. I did an not athletic know director. That. Yeah. Okay. He was like the first athletic director ever there, started the baseball program. That's, That's why it was cool. really neat because the last two seasons we had won uh, first state championship yes. in the history of the school. And it was like, well, my dad started this program mm. when I was born, like yeah. the year I was 1980. And so it's really cool that it kind of got to see it 
full circle. That is really, really really neat. That's awesome. See, I feel like I know you more from baseball because you play. Where did you play in college? I played at the University of Houston. Okay. There you go. (laughs) Lots of Cougar fans out there. I know. And then you went into the professionals for a season for a while, right? Seven years. Seven years. So cool. Pitcher? I was a pitcher. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. All y'all that have tons of questions about that, go see Kyle. The Oakland A's. I don't have tons of The least popular of all teams now. Oh, is it? Oh, that's right. Because they're the big ones that were. We're moving to Las Vegas probably. So, yeah. I forget it. I don't know a ton about it. Okay. I like baseball. Me too. I watch when the Astros get at the end. And but it's I'm an Astros like, fan, true and yes. true. Yes. They're fun. They are. They're fun. And they're right here, which is really nice. <laughs> yes. So you, I know you as the baseball guy. Yes. But then you do, you have like a job job. I do. What do you do? So I work in orthopedics. So i um, been with the company, um, Don Joy, uh, for 16 years. And so okay. basically anything that you would get uh, brace-wise from a hospital, doctor's office, urgent care, surgery center, kind of do that. I work with doctors. I work with hospital systems. I work with professional sports teams, like anything okay. the Texans would get. Like I, I go in there and see them and take care of them and okay. all that stuff. So basically like anything you see like out there, brace-wise, boots, crutches, okay. to all kinds of stuff you do in physical therapy, that's kind of what we okay. do. And yeah, so uh, I drive a lot. I have a bunch of accounts. I'm, my territory is really the west side of town. So oh, wow. I, I spend yeah. a lot of time in my car, get to listen to a lot of cool sermons and stuff like that. So that's really cool for that. That's 16 years. That's a long time. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay. So Sagemont. Yes. Kind of share your Sagemont story. How did you end up here? How have y'all been here, gone back and forth with baseball and different things? So you got to go like back to the future, like 1985 on the DeLorean. Awesome. So like a six years old, I remember the first time I came to Sagemont church, Uh, my parents brought me and I snuck into the children's uh, section brother Chuck was preaching in the gym. Yes, and I was not supposed to be in there because okay, I was wait, too you young. Snuck into the students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was children's. It was kind of children's <laughs> church, is okay, what it was. Right, and right. most of the kids, this is when the bus ministry was yes. full on, and so a lot of the kids were from the bus ministry. But um, my parents had brought me. My brother was ten. And I was six, and so I wasn't necessarily supposed to be in there. Okay. So I went in with him, and I was scared that they were going to find out yeah. and take me out. But I remember Brother Chuck. That's it cool. It was the first time. And so that's our first time there, and we we from there on, we— we were Sagemont kids, and I remember being in the HRA as a, a young student and just how comfy and short those seats are and how, how difficult it was with Brother John. And he would, you know, he was he would regulate kids that were not behaving well yes. and stuff. And so uh, that, was, that wasn't me, luckily, but um, it was good. great. So it's kind you. of my the future, like, hey, I, I came here. And then when I was seven years old, I made a profession of faith. Um, there and uh, with Brother John was baptized okay. in that baptistry, cool. but it wasn't really something that I owned um, as my. It was kind of like it was expected, mm-hmm. and so I went through my high school career and life, and it was just like basically, you know, I was a Sagemont kid. I wasn't doing things I wouldn't do, but I hadn't really committed to the mm-hmm. Lord. Um, and then at that time, I went and uh, to University of Houston on scholarship. I was playing baseball. And, you know, they would say that I was a believer, but I was, I didn't have a great, I didn't have a relationship with yeah. God. I, it was more like something that I did. And then my relationship was basically what could I get from God if I did well sports wise? God, you were, did a great mm-hmm. job. If I didn't, then where were you? All that, that was yeah. kind of like a, a, you know, gain of approval based off of what happened right. with me. Mm-hmm. And so then when I was 19 years old, my brother was a college minister here at the church. Okay. And so, 
I was coming down for a weekend at church and was driving back up to U of H and I got into uh, 45 and then I turned on to 610 and then I got hit by a car and uh, spun on my hood for uh, oh my 300 yards um, and then climbed out underneath, had to get out the whole thing. And that right then and there, like all of a sudden, all the things that I had put my trust in, which was sports, baseball, all those things didn't mean anything anymore to me. And then on the way to the hospital, I gave my life to the Lord and said, Hey, you know, like this is, this is it. Like I could, all that stuff could be taken away in an instant. And I had played the game of church and you Mm -hmm. would think I was a Christian on the outside, but I hadn't fully relented my heart to the Lord. I wasn't doing things that other players were doing, but I wasn't serving Jesus Christ. And Mm -hmm. I said, I don't care what happens the rest of my baseball career. I don't know if I'll ever play again or whatever. That's not most important, but the most important is my relationship with Jesus. And so then it started and God continued to bless it. And my career went off from there, had two great years in college and then got drafted by the A's. And then uh, that was kind of my ministry. Mm. Um, Went into the first spring training and there was two guys that went to our baseball chapel out of a hundred. And my first team, just remember no other believers. And then uh, God brought some believers. Some guys got saved. And so I remember the last team we had like probably 15 or 16 out of 25 that were believers. And so God used that as a season to prepare me for um, really where it was just my mission field outside Mm -hmm. of it, just sharing the gospel and being able to use baseball as a platform to do that. So I love that. And man, I would encourage anybody that's watching or listening, if you're in that spot of, hey, I know the Jesus answers. I know what I'm supposed to, what it's supposed to look like, how that's supposed to go. And if what um, Kyle just shared stirred you, please reach out, call the church, ask, you can ask for me, any, any of the ministers on staff. If you see Kyle on Sunday mornings in the hallways, go up. Say, hey, I, I heard you. Will you just talk to me for a second? I know he will. Um, that is the most important decision you Absolutely. will ever make in your entire yeah. life. Never regret it. Yeah. And so often those of us that have done church for a long time, when we stop and go, okay, wait, I know how to do church, yep. but do I know Jesus? Yeah. It's different. You could sit there and uh, even all my teammates, my freshman year, they would think that I was a believer. Sure. I went to FCA. Right. Um, I wasn't out partying with them. If they had an issue, they would come get me. I would go get them out of trouble or whatever, but I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And it's like, you can sit through church. Everybody on the outside thinks that you're a believer. You and your mind think you're there, but Mm -hmm. if you don't have a true relationship with Jesus Christ, then you're lost and you're you're missing out. And so you're trying to fill it with other things and Mm -hmm. those things don't satisfy. That's right. Nope. And it's so interesting. I think so often as believers or people that are in the church, sometimes we fill it with really good things. Yes. It's really good stuff. It's serving, it's doing, it's all of that. But to stop and just go, but that personal relationship. So if anybody's heart's tugging, that's the Lord. Follow through with that. Don't wait another second to figure that out. So then, um, Tell me, how did you and Becky meet? Because okay. she's a Sagemont she girl, been here. She's her a little family. younger. Okay. <laughs> yes. There you go. So she's three years younger. I, I didn't really. Oh, that's really, not bad. Three years yeah. is nothing. Yeah. Uh, so she, I didn't really know her okay. too much because there was a, enough of a gap. Yes. And then, so when I was 18 and then I went off to play. Sure. So in the summers I was in Alaska playing. And then the next summer I was on the USA national team and we were traveling Japan and around. the. Wow. So I wasn't really around yeah. that much. 
And so then when I was playing professional baseball, I would go off for six or seven months and then come back. Mm -hmm. And my brother was a college minister, so I was involved in the college ministry. Well, uh, my last year, I had gotten hurt and kind of gotten released and trying to figure out what was I going to do? Was I trying to come back? And I come back to Sagemont and uh, I was speaking to Jerry Squires Mm -hmm. and he was talking to me about going on a mission trip. And he's like, hey, I don't know what God has for you, but I think this would be a great opportunity. I said, all right, cool. I'll go where where we want to go. He said, how about Afghanistan? Wow. (laughs) Wow. I said, well, that's going out there. I've never actually gone on a mission trip, but I was like, um, and then I talked to one of my other friends, Matt Mann, who had just gone and he had made this video and I felt God pull on my heart to go. And so I went and on that trip, Becky had gone on that trip. And so um, I didn't know her. And so there was some prep. I mean, when I knew who she was and we were preparing for the trip and I end up learning optometry and giving out glasses to cool. the people and she's in dental hygiene. And so she was doing dentistry with the dentist and just, so we ended up going to Afghanistan in 2006 wow. during the middle of the, uh, <laughs> the war, you could yes. hear stuff going on. And we were in Jalalabad, which is right on the, the border of the, uh, Pakistan. We went to, we saw Bin Laden's camp that was bombed out and all this stuff. And so we were on that trip and it was, it was difficult um, because you're in an area, we were in an area where there's not a believer. Mm -hmm. Um, There was, um, you know, Taliban and stuff like that. And it was, it was uh, eye opening uh, experience, but uh, we got to know each other and we got to see each other in areas that you wouldn't really expect. Mm-hmm. And you got to see the best of them and see them in the hardest conditions right. and and the character that comes out. And so uh, it was just an opportunity where we kind of grew together. And then at the end of the trip, we kind of knew that that God had placed us in that wow. point. And so then um, I guess we just when we got home, we went on our first date and I knew before we ever went on a date, we were going to get married. And so did she. And so it was. Uh, wow. uh, <laughs> then how long the before you got dating? married? Six months. OK. Yep. And then we wow. went back as we were engaged and we went back a third time That's as awesome. being married. So um, missions was kind of a part of our story yeah. and always wants to be a part of our future and our mm-hmm. kids and mm-hmm. taking my son to Kenya. I'm taking my daughter this summer. Cool. She's going. So we've done. I'm taking to, my daughters yes. this summer. Very yes, excited to go. It's going to be a great trip. I love it because uh, yeah. it's an opportunity to share like, you know, hey, that's always been part of our story. Yeah. Um, it's essential. It's 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 really like where our heart is. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we want to, our family to experience yeah. and my kids to experience like, hey, you don't know what it's like to live outside that's the United right. States. You don't yep. know what it's like not to know Jesus or to be in an s- area where the gospel isn't and mm-hmm. all the advantages that you have. You know, God's placed that for you of a purpose for you to be yeah. able to use that to share to other people and, and fulfill the Great Commission. Yeah, that's so. awesome. I love that. That's really cool. I did not know that about how y'all met. That's yeah. amazing. The speed dating, I guess, maybe <laughs> without actually dating. Speed dating in a foreign country doing yes. work. That's God's awesome. work, yes. That's so cool. That's awesome. How long have y'all been married? 16 years? Uh, we'll be 16 okay. in uh, September. Okay. That's amazing. And then, so after y'all got married, have y'all been at Sagemont yes. the whole time? Mm-hmm. Okay. We were married in the H. My brother married us in the HRA cool. right there. And so we have... Always been there. Haven't okay. gone anywhere. Okay. I don't think her parents or my parents will let us go. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> they ain't ready one. don't go anywhere. Yes, Grandbabies yes, and yes. all the things. So that's awesome. So, okay. So let's just talk pastor search team sure. for just a second. And um, uh, just, and I know... Uh, 
last night, actually, y'all did training. Yes. And that's one of the things Luke talked about is the training process uh-huh. and then the actually the process of looking through resumes. And y'all are in the training process. Yes. Talk a little bit about the importance of taking the time to do that training process. Sure. And I think um, being on the last team gives me a good perspective of kind of what the whole picture from front to back looks yeah. like. Uh, and last time, Dr. Richards, who came last night, yes. did the same training. Um, and I think it was great for all of us, even me and Luke, because we uh, probably gained some stuff that maybe we had known or hadn't known, but the, the yeah. process and just the resources that they have with the SBTC. And I've known Dr. Richards for a long time. My brother had worked at the SBTC for 17 years and just like the, the wealth of knowledge and experience of, hey, this is what this looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times um, you don't know what you don't know until you figure out what you don't that's right. know. Absolutely. And I think that's part of it is coming in there and just understanding, hey, we want to we want to have a process set in place. Um, we'll decide if it's the same as what we did last time or not, or what right. we, we want to change. And having gone through that, it's great, especially for the some of the newer people to the team, just kind of mm-hmm. getting used to, okay, here's, here's what it looks like from start to back. This is what is important. These are things that we need to understand. These right. are things we need to figure out about ourselves and the church. And I think it's been uh, great for us to do that as well as grow together as a group. I think that's a really mm-hmm. important thing uh, to develop trust and honesty and communication to where I think that was one of the things that I felt great about the last team is like everybody knew everybody and loved everybody right. and uh, understood their opinions need to be heard. And, and we want to be able to be transparent and clear right. uh, in the same boat. And I think that's essential. And we're, we're gaining that and it's a great group of people. Yeah. Taking and time. We're, uh, yeah, take the time that it needs yep. for God to find his man. Yeah, I love that. And so um, in this process, of course, the end kind of end goal is to find that person God sure. has for the church. But outside of that main goal, what are some other things that you really are praying for God to do through this process? I think a unity is mm-hmm. one thing um, as a body and as a church. And we're going through this, uh, you know, time of prayer and the season of prayer yeah. and, and just the, the things that are going on and the, the lives that are being impacted and the student building and all those mm-hmm. things. And just praying that God just is preparing uh, this person for Sagemont and Sagemont for this person. And so that, that we that. meet during his time at his, pre- you know, predetermined time for the right person, God's mm-hmm. man, that he knows who it is. That's right. We just have to be faithful to do what he's called us to do to, yeah. to find that person um, and just know that, you know, everything is gone about for a reason. Mm-hmm. And then we believe that God has purposely set up us in this place to find the right person at the right time. That's right. I love that you say, you know, God preparing that guy. Because he's somewhere sure. right now, today, mm-hmm. somewhere. And so praying for him that God's preparing his heart for the right season and right time to come here. But I love that you also said in preparing Sagemont yes. for that right person. Yeah. And so what are some specific ways that you would say, hey, Sagemont, start praying this for our personal selves, but also just our church body? Yeah, I think it's just um, pray for God to just, uh, you know, we want to see a movement of God just yeah. among the people. Um, you're seeing it. I mean, we saw last weekend what, what happened in the city of Houston and our area. And it's just about like, hey, God, th- we're excited about the future of Sagemont Church. Mm-hmm. We have seen how the church has grown and in the, in the state of where we're at and some of these new people that have come. Mm-hmm. And some think about all the new cl- classes that are yeah. there and the young people that are coming and just that God is preparing. This Sagemont is a great place, yeah. um, great opportunity. God's doing amazing things. Uh, in here. And we're excited about the future and just saying, Hey God, we want your man and your vision for what 
was to come in the future, mm-hmm. and we just want to be faithful to that. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a big thing in memorying. And I think one thing we talk about, and I talk to the team about, and one thing I see is is you don't treat this as like a job interview. This is a calling. Amen. You got to find the person that. You know, not you don't look at it in a secular aspect of this is how this person, all these things lines up and this is the right person and all these things. It's like, no, this is God has a reason mm-hmm. and God's calling that person for a reason. And we talked about um, last time, First uh, Samuel 16, we talked about the calling of David. And, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, Samuel goes through all the brothers and is like, no, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Do you have anybody else? Well, yeah, it's the guy that's out tending the sheep, and he right. sees him and says, hey, you know, his appearance isn't what you see on the outside. It's what God saw on the inside, mm-hmm. and that's that's what we're looking for, yeah. that vision of, hey, we're, we're calling this person. Uh, God's calling them to us. We're calling to them, and we're going to meet, and they're, they're the person that God has called for this church, yeah. the future. I love that. That's awesome. That's a great take that all the stuff you just said and y'all we can turn that into prayers uh for that person for our church for ourselves as we're walking through this process i love that that's awesome and um you did mention we're in a season of prayer right now um at sagemont and really being purposeful to as a church family pray together and be focused on what we're praying about and um and so just for you personally Tell us a little bit about where you're at in your prayer life. Uh, yeah. Do you have things you use to help you? Is it just the quick when, you know, because a lot of times, y'all, it's the quick when I have a second, sure. you know, and it's just a matter of doing it. But how is your prayer life right now? So it, it kind of depends on the, the day and what's going yeah. on specifically. Obviously, it's easy just to lob prayers up to God and, and expect that's there. But a lot of times the, the thing that's most important is this a two-way conversation? <laughs> Love that. And so part of it is, hey, I know I need to pray to God and I'm going to because I, I need that. But I also need to hear from God. Amen. And I think sometimes, you know, I'll use that when I'm driving because I drive a lot when I'm when I'm working and or I'll listen to music or sermon or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like, hey, I'm praying through something. But if it's me communicating the whole time and never listening, yeah. I'm never really going to hear and God's never going to implant anything into mm-hmm. my heart. And so just knowing that sometimes you just got to be still and listen. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, hey, part of it also is just, you know, seeking. And I, I like to really study and be in God's word. And that's where I get a lot of it and, mm-hmm. and really searching and, and being that I'm, I, I like to teach and that's my gifting. And I like to like read it like I'm preparing to teach it. And right. so I've been going through in the last series I was teaching out of Exodus and God preparing Moses and, and really just like gleaning a lot of stuff from that, that Moses is like, he's the most qualified person. It doesn't matter. He sees all these things that God's doing. He still doesn't feel qualified. Sure. And God's like, no, I formed your mouth. I did this thing. I'm going to use you in a way mm-hmm. that glorifies me. Yeah. And that's, it's not about you. It's about me. Yeah. And so that. you may think on the outside that they have all those things, but it's about just really preparing. And that's really what God's been showing me a lot in this season is like, hey, just how can you be used to glorify God? so that we can do what God's called us to do yep. and be faithful to him um, as a church and, and, and yeah. in my ministry at I home love that. with That's my awesome. kids and everything. That's really great. Uh, I think one of probably the hardest things to do in our world right now is to be quiet. Absolutely. And to find quiet. There's always noise. Yeah. You can constantly have something going all the time. And so how do you purpose to just find the quiet? It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I think about like, I think about my kids and I think about the, the need and, I, and I'm kind of like that too. Like my wife, she could go driving without having the radio on 
And I was like, I feel like sometimes if I drive and I don't have the radio on, there's not a purpose. I'm going to like fall asleep or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I think this part of it, sometimes you've got to separate yourself and just find those times where um, you can unplug and yeah. just really hear from God. And that's hard, uh, easier said than done. Absolutely. Because uh, there's always something there's always something you could be doing. Yes. If you're not setting specific time and you're not spe- strategic about it, mm-hmm. I think you miss that time. And I know yeah. I have done that in the past yeah. and it's something I'm trying to be more intentional on. Yeah. It's just really, Hey, I've got to set this time. Whether that means, you know, sometimes I go out and run and I'm, you know, it's an opportunity just to be away from that and, and hear from God. And, right. uh, you know, those are certain things that you specifically have to set mm-hmm. out and do on your own. Yeah. I think it's the it's the being purposeful yeah. with it. And y'all, that's something I would encourage anybody that's listening or watching to maybe say for the next couple of days, I'm going to just be quiet with the Lord for 10 minutes, like start somewhere. And it's especially if you're somebody that always has noise going, the radio's on, the TV's on, the, you know, whatever it may be to go, okay, I'm just going to try to yeah. Be quiet. And I think it's something you want to instill in your kids. Yes. And we've done that where we'll uh, we'll have uh, the kids come up and open up their Bibles and put everything away. And it's, you know, 15 minutes is a long time, right? right? <laughs> and so that's part of it. It's just like, hey, you know, be quiet. Yep. Let's go through this. This is something you may not appreciate at the time. But the hope is in the future, you'll you'll understand the value mm-hmm. of this and grow in your walk with that and understand, hey, this is important. This yeah. is necessary. Yeah. It's going to help me grow closer to Christ. Absolutely. It's working that muscle. Yeah. And we just have to be purposeful and say, this is what we're going to do. And then you get it to where it's becoming more habit and you're used to it. And it's part of your daily walk. Absolutely. So I love that. And pouring that back into your kids sure. and being that example and yeah. making those decisions. So that's Absolutely. awesome. Kyle, thank you so much. No problem. For taking time. I appreciate it a ton. Glad I could be here. Glad it was I could so help. fun to hear your story yeah. and get to know you and your family a little bit more. And so thank you so much for being a part of the Pastor Search team. The commitment, the time, the just emotional and mental that um, y'all have all said yes to. Um, we greatly, greatly and appreciate I, and it. I'm, and I'm honored to serve the church in that way and just know that, um, you know, that to think that they... Uh, thought me bringing value to the team, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm honored for that and know that, you know, it's a big task. We understand that. Um, but we're yeah. faithful to say, hey, this is somewhere that we love. God has special plans for Sagemont Church. And, you know, our job is to take time to find God's man and do it in a way that glorifies God and brings yeah. unity to the church. And that's our goal and focus of it is mm-hmm. just to really... Um, do that in a way to be, hey, the best days of Sagemont are ahead. And we're excited about the future. My kids are excited about the future, um, but we need to be faithful to listen to God and his timing and his calling. So um, I'm excited about it. Um, It's a great group of people we get to work with. And uh, we're just excited for the future of what God has planned for Sagemont Church. I love that. Thank you all for what you're doing. Y'all, everybody out there, pray for this team. Um, Just cover them in prayer every day when you think about it. we're so blessed to have them leading out in this and then pray for that man wherever he is and all of us praying for him and for God to begin working in his heart and preparing him for the job that God's going to call him to here. And then also pray for us as we are prepared for when he comes. So thanks again for hanging Um, out. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We're so glad you joined us at Table Talk today. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you.